great. <laughs> Episode of Threes from the Ring. This your boy Chris J. Got the boy Tyler here. Yo. And hey Tyler, Chris sound like a robot to you? The f- he was at man. first. On mine is is better than it was before. You uh, cause when I heard cousin music, it sounded scratchy. That's weird. Cause my I don't know why. Hold on. What we gonna take a quick pause? <laughs> it sound like you was um. It's had that underwater sound too. All right, we back. Technicals, difficulties fixed, all that good shit. But like I was saying, brand new episode three from the ring. Got the boy Tyler here. Yo, Trail Sav here. Here. As you can finally see his face again, if you haven't been watching Black Otaku's, but his camera's fixed. We all here. You can all see our faces. Make sure you subscribe to us on you tweaking media on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. You know the vibes. Listen to us. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, whatever pod, iHeart, whatever. Check us out and follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring. But this is the basketball end of the podcast. We're gonna go ahead and start that off. And we'll get to wrestling much later. So uh sad news to start this episode. Which is the sudden, what do call it sudden, but the passing of Bill Russell, one of the first NBA icons ever. Like people might say George Mikan, but we're gonna go ahead and say Bill Russell was the true, the true one George NBA Mikan icon. Fucking glasses, man, bifocals to be exact. <laughs> like, Can't put respect on that. You kind of have to. Kind of have to. But I'm still going to put respect on Bill Russell as the first icon of the NBA. Uh, first true legend on and off the court. Man was a legend on the court. And then off the court, the man was doing civil rights duties. First person to do that. Nobody else can argue that. And just on court wise, one of the greatest ever, the greatest winner ever. Um, if you want to say Mike, that's, that's your prerogative. But. Bill Russell won 13 out of his 17 years playing in the NBA, <laughs> and nobody's got as many rings as him. You gotta, he gotta honor, honor that type of level of greatness, and he's the reason why the Boston Celtics is a very relevant franchise as well. So you gotta give Bill this uh, credit for that. So that's how I'm open up. Uh, Daytra, your thoughts on Bill Russell, and yeah, yeah, R.P. to Bill Russell. Uh, definitely one of the goats of a generation. Um, a lot of people talk about like who's the goat, and you know, if there could be argued between Jordan and as much as people probably hate 
Um, you know, much of people probably hate uh, Bill Russell's basketball or that era of basketball. You can't deny how great that person is, uh, how great a person is. Um, in my in my humble opinion, uh, I think Bill Russell has to be, and I don't, you know, he has to be in people's top ten and things of that nature, just because of how much he meant to the game, how much he means to, um, like, history of the game. Without him, who knows how far to go. Uh, a lot of people talking, even we failed at this at one point of the podcast, but a lot of people talk about some of the greatest defenders of all time, but never bring up Bill Russell. <laughs> now, look. History is told by winners. Been watching a lot of Game of Thrones, so history <laughs> is told is told by the winners. And because he has more all defensive teams than anybody in the league, um, and man got more rebounds than he got points on multiple occasions. Average more rebounds than he got points. And I'm pretty sure the freaking over. I mean, the part time teachers and plumbers. Really was like God. This damn near, this this nigga Bill Russell can play basketball and defend. So a lot of a lot of that is disrespected. I actually been on that train of like not disrespecting people at that time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say Pistol Pete is better than Ben Simmons or anything like that. <laughs> but certain people is is who will transcend time in terms of how they play. You can't tell me Bill Russell won't be better than Rudy Gobert is today. Cap. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me that Wilt Chamberlain won't be better than Carl Anthony Towns. Cap. You can't tell me that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ain't better than Shaquille O'Neal. So, like, in in these aspects, I would never disrespect Bill Russell, even though he played against, you know, my probably not my grandfather, but probably his brother or something like that. They was from the South, so they probably seen each other once in a while. But, <laughs> like, it is what it is. Uh even saying that, I still have no respect for Boston as a city. Fuck Boston. Y'all Always. hated that man. The man had a jersey retirement ceremony with just his players and peers. He did not want to do that in the city with of Boston crowds. with those fans. <laughs> Y'all really do deserve that. But other than that, Bill Russell, you know, he's a goat's goat. Uh, and that's really all that needs to be said really about the man. Uh, I honestly wish to keep it a hundred percent buck that uh, I don't wish I was born in that era, but I do wish I was able to see in that era of where he played ball. Trying to watch that on YouTube, it's not successful. Uh, ESPN or NBA should really be going crazy and trying to you know restore these footages for the game of basketball today, um, because. Like you, you might can catch a random game on NBA TV, but it's so random. They'd rather play a freaking game from this year's playoffs when most of them was me, and then play like a a real great game that somebody played back then. Which I know they was all on VHS tapes, by the way. So I'm pretty sure they was available. Nah, nah, I wouldn't say VHS. It was the little film strips, probably. Yeah, yeah, not VHS. (laughs) Not VHS. I think Magic and them was on VHS or something like that. Like Magic and them yeah. stuff wasn't really live, or people before Magic or whatever. But my bad, my bad. Not VHS. That's cap. That's big cap. Um, but or um, 
just on a serious note, uh, all, all respect goes to Bill Russell. And I, I got something to say. It's not controversial. There's no disrespect to Bill Russell. But those guys were so pro-black, him and Kareem. How did they end up with white women? That was always the thing back there was, even back then, the pro-black, this is my theory. It's, I, I, it's my personal theory. Most of the pro-black niggas, they felt their way of getting back at the white <laughs> man was effing their women. So, Kareem, after white woman, Bill, yeah. was f***ing the hell out of them Boston white women. <laughs> we already know within Wilt, well, what was I? I wouldn't consider Wilt woke, but Wilt, definitely half of his 100,000 women had to be white women. So, no, I think he, I think Wilt preferred white women more than black women. I think I heard that quote before. I don't want to put it on RP Wilt. Please don't send niggas that look like. Um. Uh, what's that boy name? I don't want to order. I don't order at my door. I, I do not need that type of smoke. Um, nor do I want that type of smoke. Some niggas' arms long as hell. Trying to box with them niggas. Your ass get fucking punched with a forearm. That's how far is gonna reach past your face. But um, yeah, man. I just I, I did not know. Kareem always shocked me. That nigga was pro pro black. He had a white woman, but uh, yeah. All right, Tyler, your uh, your thoughts on uh, Bill Russell? Um, pretty much in line with what you guys say. You know, you know, wrestling and peace to Bill. You know, he's one of those guys that you know, regardless of the era, he you know what he did transcends basketball itself. You know, he 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 said a. He set a bar that's not going to be touched by any individual player. Uh, even, you know, Mike, because like I said, what he did went past basketball itself. Like he he paved the way. Specifically, I believe we need to pay more respect for the fact that he paved the way for a lot of us to even be able to go to a, a random gym and play basketball, bro. Like it's a lot of, a lot of things that we have to give him credit for. A lot of guys. You know anybody that worked with them, get them credit. You know they they opened up literal doors for us to to play the sport that we love, to commentate on the sport that we love. You know, so that in that regard, like that, I gotta give give him my salute. I've always given him my salute on that. Because uh, damn, I it's a lot of times where I wouldn't know without aside from you know playing the game and shit. You know, I wanted to play basketball. You know, without Bill Russell doing what he did. That outlet wouldn't be here for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah, will so. not be. I agree with that. Yep, he he opened a lot of doors. Um, literally, the, that's why I consider him the first icon of the game, and also how we give credit for literally doing like all of LeBron's off-court ventures. Bill Russell opened that door too. So, yeah, exactly. So like, so I had to give Bill his uh, Bill Russell his credit in regards to that. Um. I know how Daytro mentioned how good defensively he is. Like I do definitely agree. He's probably extremely underrated defensively. Crazy. <laughs> in terms of like, like in the conversation. No, no, no bap though. Like people people would say motherfuckers like Hakeem is over him. And then we gotta go back like what Mary? But like and, niggas and, like and I love Hakeem, but Hakeem was in the league as long as Jordan was in the league. Man's ain't make no noise until folks went to go play baseball. And then when folks came back, 
men's make no more noise. So like, was <laughs> <laughs> really real. Like that. That's what I mean. Like was really real. Yeah. And then it, I think it would help if if they were counting blocks back then, because like you, like I would read and be like, hey. Bill swatting people's shit. <laughs> so, but at the same time, both him and Will will probably have ridiculous numbers. Yo. Uh, but, oh, um, what happened? I ain't know who's in my door. Who's my oh. brother? Yeah, I'm straight. What's popping? But, uh, anyway, but, like, I think it's certain numbers, like, if blocks was counted on top of, like, rebounds and stuff. Well, rebounds was counted, but blocks, even maybe even steals, Bill Russell's stats would probably be more insane. So you have to think if certain numbers were existent. But even if you just want to, it may not be an accurate depiction of Bill Russell's defense. Play 2K. Pull on Hall of Fame. Play the all-time Celtics. And try to go to the room. Try going to the room. Me and Datra have learned multiple times in our leagues. Bill Russell ain't no joke defensively. And he always win defensive player of the year. Always. Also, let's not forget that he's not even a, a true center, you know, by height. He was only like what like six eight? Six nine. Six nine. And he was like going head to head with Will I think Chamberlain. He, that would benefit him a lot in today's game though. Yeah. But he still and he still if held he his own against Will Chamberlain. Back then, they probably would send your ass to Guantanamo Bay for fucking <laughs> Looking at your genome or some shit, bro. Exactly. They probably even want that shit to happen. He, he probably was seven foot. He had to lie. Mm-hmm. Because there was only room for one, and it was Will. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and Will was probably going to whoop their ass. And even then, we see pictures of Will. Some of the stuff, some of them feats is ridiculous. Extremely ridiculous. So, you have to <laughs> honor the athleticism that those two had back then. Because you can see Bill Russell... He's literally getting the rebound and, and running running the ball up to, to the court. Running. He's leading the fast break. Outrunning everybody. Dribbling with one hand, by the way. So. Low key, in a way, you can kind of say that Bill Russell was one of, if not the first, like, real all-around player, too. Definitely. You can argue that. Considering what happened for that era, like, there wasn't no other big man taking the ball up the, up the court like that. Probably will. Like so some of the stuff you could probably say also probably will, but probably, but, but Bill Russell just won on top of doing those things, so it's like you have to give him a little bit more credit. But um, isn't he the NBA's first black coach too? Player coach, coach and player saying, coach. I don't know about first black coach. Somebody but he was also it. the first player coach. That man was literally coaching it. and winning at the same time. He he was literally his time is sitting on the bench for like all right, y'all, Bob. Bob Cousy, uh, Sam Jones, all you niggas, I need y'all to do this. And then he'll go out back on the court and still be on that shit. So I'm subbing myself in. You got to come out. Exactly. You like, know what's crazy? People hold that against him. For people will hold the fact. No, people hold it against him. People will say that. How can you? How can you? How can you put respect on that era if he coached himself? Know what I'm saying? Not realizing that that just takes a different smart. But people, people, people hold that against them because it's like you know, how can you respect that era if he coaching himself? And me personally, again, I always like to say I wouldn't take that level of disrespect if I was Bill Russell. But 
Um, people holding it against him. I, I, ain't, I ain't never gonna hold him against him. What's shit, like my nigga, you doing something that's never been done before. Exactly. You gotta have a lot of patience to be able to do that. And like that's a like being a player coach in that era or any era at all. That's a that's a skill that nobody else had. Exactly. And you can even say something like that. Kind of, kind of was like a. Uh, you know, he was the first per- guy that you could say that. Uh, you know, he was able to coach while on court, you know, lit, like literally. Like, you know how, like, they say LeBron is damn near a coach on court, you know, without actually, you know, having the role of coaching. Yeah. You know, shit like that. So, no. Whoever, you know, think, you know, holds that against, against him, you tweak it because you can't name, you probably cannot name 10 other players that can really do that. You probably mm, can't even all. name 10 other coaches. Exactly. So, <laughs> chill on that. And then also, you got to think about it. He was taking over for Red Arback, who was arguably the first GOAT coach. So, what are you doing? <laughs> Red Arback racist ass said, let that N-word coach this team while he just sit there and do other front office things. He knew what he was doing. So, y'all just got to chill on that. But much love to Bill Russell. Your memory will live on forever. You are literally forever imprinted in the in basketball like basketball in general not just NBA but basketball in general finals MVPs named after you um I'm hopeful because uh his number does get universally retired I think he deserves that right I know most people probably yeah, say Jordan only, deserves it's it it's only it's only two numbers that deserves that retirement Bill Russell He's the first superstar, and Jordan and Bron, because they would take up half of them fucking numbers by the time they retire anyway. Mm-hmm. This nigga, ultimate dick is like Pat Rowdy already retired Jordan number in the arena. So, um, them two people would would definitely have to, you know, get. But I, I'm down with it. Who the heck wears number six anyway? LeBron wore it, and he said, "All right, I'm good on it." Who <laughs> Wait, he still wearing? No, you wearing it now. LeBron the only one, but I'm sure LeBron will switch over. Yeah, I don't think Brown will even care. Yeah, yeah, he'll switch over. I don't think he a man. Or exactly. he'll probably be the only one to wear it. Yeah, but and I think they'll just, probably let him wear it until he, you know, decides to Yeah, yeah. And I think I think oh like when it comes to jersey sales, they probably don't want to change Brown number up. Again, because he recently changed back to six. Yeah. yeah. So you give AD the 23, so. Ain't like you're doing much with it. But, yeah, yeah, so. But. This is a non-AD slander podcast. I know. Slander and the know. AD is punishable by silence. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on uh, to more slightly exciting news or more of an update. Kevin Durant, we got Kevin Durant news right before we recorded. Thank God, because it was like y'all was really gonna get Bill Russell in this extreme hot take that I was gonna share with the, share with on the pod. But KD uh, Shams reported through the Athletic that um, KD had a meeting with Joe Tsai, Nets owner, and he was very clear and transparent on his demands on what will keep him a net, and that was get rid of Jim Sean Marks and head coach. Steve Nash, and he will stay. If not, get him the hell up out of there. So, 
of course, everybody's like, decision should be easy. Buy Steve Nash, buy Jim, uh, Sean Marks. Most people. Then, literally a couple hours ago, <laughs> Joe Desai on his Twitter says, I am not, I am cool with pretty much, I'm, not, I'm just not saying verbatim, but saying, I'm cool with who we have. I am not, we're do, I'm doing what is best for the next organization. He is not getting rid of Steve Nash or Sean Marks, which I'm cool with Sean Marks because Sean Marks is actually a very underrated GM. But point being in all of this. Underrated GM? What the fuck you do for James Harden? Well, look, the outside, when KD and Kyrie joined, fucked everything over. But he did build that team before KD and Kyrie said, I don't like this. Just being honest. <laughs> like, he did build a respectable 7-8-6 in the East. So... And then KD Kyrie said, I don't like Jared Allen. I don't like uh, Karis LeVert and other niggas. Give us James Harden. And then he was like, okay. <laughs> Got to keep you niggas happy. So he, he knew what he was doing. Plus knowing that also the Nets didn't have picks back then as well. So he built a solid team. But um, with all that being said, to side say I'm keeping him and – at this point, it just to be a screen KD gone. It's just a matter of we're back at the matter of when and how the anything now. The last thing we heard of yeah. in terms of trade updates was a couple weeks ago with um the Nets saying they have offered Jalen Brown and uh Derek White. And yeah. then it's been real dry ever since. Which so, if I'm, I'm, I said it when they came out. If I'm Jalen Brown, I, I feel some type of way about that. Which I know he does. Business is business, but like, bro, I literally, I played better than the team's best player during the finals, and you want to shit me? Hey, sure. and he was Fuck upset. It. Like I, I the only how I sat with players when it comes to trade rumors is if. The organization is saying we behind you 100%, no matter what, we would never trade you. If the organization says that, 100% agree with players like saying, like, nah, F this, this not right, F this place. Now, in a situation, if clear, if the Celtics never told this nigga that, like, that's what I think, like, like, organizations have to be more upfront with these players of just saying, like, look. There might be a chance you can get KD. They ask it for you. We're we willing not to strip you, but you know, it's KD. You versus KD. <laughs> it's me it's personally. KD. I and wouldn't do I the do trade. I wouldn't do the trade because of val. Like he's him and your assets is more valuable to getting somebody younger in a potential future. Like KD's thirty four. Like Celtics windows is not as high with KD as people would think. Cause you get rid of defense, you get rid of like you, you're getting rid of um, Derek White, which is you know, um, uh, depth, and then you're getting rid of like Picks. your capital in the in the league, which is draft. Because if you can't, if you can't, if you're always going to be in the eight, I mean, the what a five with Jason with Jason Tatum on the team, they always going to be the five or one seed, really no other. You can't win possibly with that unless you have capital to rebuild that team. So getting KD and releasing, it's about to be like 
he might not be able to get a Rudy Gobert Hall, which is absolutely insane. To because right once now. again, that broke the tr- that broke all trade deals for the rest of the offseason. Was that now, shit. I don't even think he gets a Rudy Gobert Hall. Thirty-four. You would be a stupid GM to give KD to give Brooklyn, who's going to if they ship KD, ship Kyrie, and then probably a year after that ship Ben Simmons. It become one of the worst teams ever created. All those, all that, all them drafts. Yeah. Because they're not only, because now that team, they go, they ship Kyrie. They're going to take up Russell Westbrook. But he's going to be gone. So that team definitely not going to be ever competitive. And they might take the 27 or the 26 first round pick from LA, right? Yeah. If that happens, then you take all those picks from Boston. Those people are going to have. A decade's worth of picks. It is not even going. They're going to look like the Rockets. The Rockets and OKC got picks for fucking a lifetime, right? And it's going to look like that. I personally don't believe I will ever give up that much for an aging superstar. He is Hall of Famer, yes. But he is, if you're looking for a mercenary, you got to weigh your options of who the hell you're going against. That merc- when, when KD was a mercenary for Golden State, that was unstoppable. Him on that Boston team, that could be stopped. Exactly. Back, this is not KD, a free agent, going into that already well-rounded Boston team. This is KD taking assets away from that. So, I, I personally, if I was Joe Sarge, <laughs> Orlando, I heard Pablo needed to get trained by another big guy. It <laughs> <laughs> was popping. Because I don't even think KD got a trade clause in his contract. I don't think so, you do. Like, yeah, he can't. He can't tell Orlando. I'm sitting out for the rest of the season. You got four more years on this shit. You here? You're Orlando Magic now. Say what's up to Ross. Say what's <laughs> up to Cali. I know you ain't playing in Miami, but you damn close. So like, no, like you can't do it. So me, Orlando, send that nigga to to to. What's the send that nigga to San Antonio? Play with Pop. Out there in the desert with all them big women like Charles Barkley say. San Antonio. What's another? Send that nigga to. Send that nigga to. To to to. What's another waste? Send that nigga to Sacramento. Hey, you close to L.A. You got a house out there. What else to do on the off? I mean, in, a, in during the season, at the home games, where you going? You gotta wake up for practice the next day. Name a Sacramento club right now. I don't. I never I heard nobody say Sacramento had clubs, G. I, and literally, I know a lot of LA niggas. Nobody say, "Hey, I go to Sacramento for fun." <laughs> oh, you can be a butthole, but also be a good guy. Send him to Washington, well, DC, his hometown. Even though I always think he's really from DC, but he rep it. His hometown. Sit him up. He gets to play with hot shot. Well, you probably take Bradley Beal in that, or Kyle Kuzma, one of them two. But he gets to play with them guys in Ruchi Hachimura in D.C. and be a fucking H.C. for the rest of his career. Do that. You know, I don't care what. Look, if I'm a, I, y'all know I'm a KD fan, but if I was Joe size, I would be like, bro, give me four places you don't want to go. Give me four places you want to go. Just to think he going to have some of the, like, you know, I'm sitting to the places he don't want to go. Where, where is that? Where is that from? Where's that from? The Wire. When when, when Detective McNulty. Oh. 
was a freaking butthole. You know, he was trying to do police work. But he was doing. He was, oh yeah. He was snitching and stuff. Oh yeah. He was, he doing was that trying to do police shit. work to, you know, in the murder unit. And his his the, um, Lieutenant Rawls asked him, "Where you don't want to go, or where you do want to go?" Sent that nigga to the boat because he didn't want to go to the boat. Send KD to the boat. So that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I, you probably want to honor KD for you know playing they his hardest during that time when it was just him. And people was calling him the greatest player in the world. But he kind of built this team. If Braun got to win in the dirt he built, KD got to do it too. Yeah. No lines told. I have literally no issues with any of day trust scenarios. The band put itself there, him and Kyrie. At least Kyrie somewhat admitted, like, look, I'll play it out fuck it at this point if I need to. But... <laughs> KD's like, yeah, of course he is, but it's like, in back of his mind, he don't know what KD's doing. As far as we, as far as we know, they have been having communication with each other. But Kyrie, like, look, clearly y'all niggas is just tweaking. But if anything, let me at least set it up where I earn me some money this upcoming off season. KD's like, look, I got my last big contract. I just want to be happy. Clearly, he's not happy, but if Nets get your best offer available, if you want to be petty, send that nigga to Orlando. Orlando will love it. They, they will send. They will literally send Disneyland. To, a portion of Disneyland will be part of the trade to Brooklyn. G, <laughs> literally, just oh, to have KD. The, the KD statue get erect immediately, folks. Exactly, because he will automatically be a top. He will easily be a top three player of that organization between Shaq. Him and Dwight Howard easily. <laughs> so, the Jump bar is low. T-Mac immediately. See, the bar is that low. <laughs> he goes past T Mac. He goes past Penny. The bar is that low. So the game is the game. Penny number four. Yeah, yeah. No, Penny. Yeah, Penny went further in the playoffs than T Mac did. So, yeah, I give him that. So, but point in all of this. KD uh, better just get ready to get shipped out somewhere. But we're going to see how uh, tough KD really is when uh, if he shows up. If he's not traded by training camp, which I think training camp starts early next month. If he's still there, if he shows up, I'm going to laugh. I will laugh because I can't honor that, G. You, I'm going to ask oh, him the show funny training camp. What's the the other funny thing that, that probably sent him off was the whole Ben Simmons group chat shit. I oh, call yeah. cap on that, but I yeah. understand that people believe it's real. Like I'm, I don't really put much belief in that because it's just too, it's too funny. That's why it's it it's it's, like it's believable because what Ben Simmons did all last season. But it's like, it's no way that that man, they like, hey Ben, you coming? And then you just you look at the notification, you see <laughs> Ben Simmons. <laughs> exactly like yo. Ain't no way they asked him that straight up in the group chat though. Like I'm pretty sure that's an in person conversation you have with him. Even then, I'm still texting the nigga like, "Hey, bro, we, we, you got you got Tatum, uh, right? You got Tatum for like 10, 15 minutes." No, <laughs> no. He said, "I'm good." <laughs> Matter of fact, hold on. It makes it like my phone got turned off or some shit. Yeah, but <laughs> that's hilarious. But what? But KD drama is ongoing. Um, last piece of shit. That's just fun little discussion. So. Social media, niggas. Uh, there. I don't. It's. I 
I don't know if it was on Twitter, but I saw it on Facebook, and this Facebook is home with probably worse basketball takes than uh, Twitter sometimes. But niggas was literally going out their way saying that Jamal Crawford's better than Manu Ginobili. And look, I understand Jamal Crawford is who I would deem as a barbershop Hall of Famer. Go to any black barbershop. Niggas would talk about Jamal Crawford like he was Allen Iverson. Because, yes, he gets buckets. Yes, he has handles. Yes, all of that. But that man did not see a conference finals ever in his goddamn career. He's a successful six-man, but he never made an all-star game as a six-man, as Manu did. Manu beat Team USA by himself. He beat Prime Iverson and Prime Duncan by himself. Yes, he played with Tim Duncan, Pop, Tony Parker, the corpse of David Robinson, and other and other and Bruce Bowen. But Manu was arguably the second best player. Pop revolved Pop revolved the offense around Manu, not Tim Duncan. Around Manu and his abilities. So I, I get. Shout out to Jamal Crawford. We have Jamal Crawford been a number one. All right, we don't have on to a good that. team. So in this situation, when we talk about, and I don't even want to disrespect Jamal Crawford, but Jamal me neither. But it's it's I mean, levels. All NBA selections. Hold on, see we about to pull up facts. Hold on, let me pull up the receipts. Yeah, I wasn't even beginning to all that. It's just like my thing is. I, I believe Manu is is the better Manu player. Manu has two All-NBAs, by the he way. He fits your systems better. I feel like he would fit your systems better. Now, with Jamal Crawford, you can kind of say the same thing because if you just need somebody to come in and get a bucket, you know, you can place him on any team in the league, definitely. But, obviously, we're talking resume, you know, stats. You know, Manu has that. Even head. talent! <laughs> what you say? I feel even talent-wise, Manu's better. He does more for like, me as a player. We can't. We can't. We can't. Well, look I feel like it's a and do this side by side bag shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Side by side, who got the better bag type stuff? You know, we can't because really do that. Because who's to say that Manu that that Jamal Crawford might not have been able to do the same thing if he was in Manu's spot on that team? You know, we don't we don't necessarily know. I just think you you pick that player based on what skill set you fits better for your team. That's exactly. true. I agree with the same exact thing. Like, we can't we can't go off of we can't strictly just go off of like, oh, uh, Manu is this and Jamal Crawford is that because Jamal Crawford break niggas' ankles and stuff like that. How many teams Jamal Crawford was on? Let me pull up his basketball reference because I'm pretty sure it's many jerseys from the Bulls. Like that's that's journeyman. Yeah, that's a journeyman. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different jerseys. You can't compare a journeyman to a franchise player. You got now I understand. Towards the later end of people's careers, you end up on a lot of teams, right? We're not going to count towards the end of Shaq's career. We're not going to count towards the end of, you know, a lot of people's careers because they end up on a bunch of teams. 
But it's a reason Ginobili retired as a Spurs, not just because the Spurs is a, you know, uh, uh, organization to believe in their guy. He was that good until the day he retired. Yeah. That good. <laughs> like, like, there was a time in that finals between when, when Braun won, when Ray Allen saved the day, that motherfuckers looked at themselves and said, hey, Ginobili might win a finals MVP. It's between him and Tony fucking Parker. No, not that finals. Ginobili was selling in that finals. What you talking about? Oh, yeah, because he missed the free throw. It was the one they won. Yeah, it was the, the one, one that they won. won. I'm like, Ginobili was selling in that in that final. <laughs> Ginobili was horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he missed the free throw. It, it wasn't Parker just was missing. He was bad that whole finals. He was bad that whole finals. Tony Parker was at the end of the finals MVP, though. Shout out to Tony Parker. Um, but you look at that, right? You look at that. It was late when when... When they won against the Heat and Kawhi Leonard won between, I think it was Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw was Ginobili. in the conversation. Ginobili. <laughs> four Boris niggas was out there smoking them. Smoking the Heatles. Them four niggas. Bro, I watched that series every game. I was young. Them niggas was getting smoked. It was one close game. No, it wasn't even a close game that series. Miami Heat just won one game. They it won one game. They were they were on pace. They were on pace to win another game, but LeBron they turned the Heat up, and LeBron caught cramps, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the first game, though. No, nah, that was like the third. That was like the second or third game. No, because I remember because it was the first game because he was complaining about it. He was huffing and puffing that first game because it was. But it was I thought I thought Miami had the better record. They had the better record that year. No, 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 no. I think the Heat, I, no, I think the Spurs had home court. So that's why I said it had to be game two. Well, either game I, I one or know. game two. Yeah, it, it, one of them joint. But, but either way, they was giving them the flucks, and they turned the heat up on them, and they couldn't recover. Joe, turn that heat on to a million, my G. Gee, I want anybody to watch. That was 2014. Watch that 2014 Spurs, G. That team had the greatest offense like, gee, if you want to see team offense to its core, they yeah, you got the Warriors. The Warriors turned into eleven the way billion. They were moving that ball was a maximum. But bro, if you want to see team basketball, that was team basketball. G, <laughs> like, if you're an NBA coach, let the little niggas see that shit, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, let them see that. G, the offense was magnificent. G, you couldn't do nothing about it. It was perfect. Every shot efficient. Yeah, nothing. Not even just the yeah, NBA, yeah. the NBA players coming in. Make them kids watch some Spurs games. Make the kids watch some shit. Appreciate the skill a little bit more. Exactly, but like that Spurs offense. But yeah, but Manu was that guy. I think after and then even then, but but before that, Manu was that guy and. Like, like I have the utmost respect for Jamal Crawford. He is one of like in terms of pure basketball hooping, what it is about getting buckets and all of that. He's that guy. But also, you can't just compare. Like he was a journeyman before he got to the Clippers, where he had a legit solid role. But then after that, it was but it wasn't like oh shit, like you know, like we remember. But that's that's it. <laughs> It's just yeah, that's it. Like at that point, he was just you know it was just something for him to do until he got ready to retire. Exactly. 
it is what it is you can end the clip right here or whatever i don't care so point being fuck with us like comment subscribe on youtube stream soundcloud spotify apple google all of that follow you know what it is threes from the rain all right and let me get ready to queue up